This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 27 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. Let me doing ask good. you, is the turkey in the oven defying right now? You know what? Do you remember that moment in... Uh... A Christmas story? Yes. That one, when the turkey like blows up or whatever. Yeah, catches on fire. That would be me. So I decided, you know, just, you know, avoid all chances and just, you know, I don't know, leave it to somebody else. See, so. I'm like the uh, the woman in uh, National Independence Christmas Vacation who has prepared a turkey, thinks the turkey is fine, and then as soon as the family gets down and everyone's hungry, cuts it open and poof, nothing but steam comes out of the top. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you said a Christmas story. Well, in a Christmas story, they have a problem too. Remember the Christmas turkey is not ready and they have to go to the Chinese okay. restaurant and they have the Peking right. duck? All right, I'll which, take that one and you can have. Uh, I can have National a thing, uh, National yeah. Okay, great. Okay, well, cool. you know what's funny, though? We're talking about uh, Christmas and not Thanksgiving, which, of course, is the holiday tomorrow. What Thanksgiving movies are there out there? Well, I know of see. one. Well, well, what's that? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Do you remember Thanksgiving? Uh, no, but I've heard you talk about it before. You and I watched it together one night. We found it on Netflix, and it's a horror movie that uh, has a puppet that uh, is a yeah, turkey that like, that's right. is cursed and it, it kills people. And it is a brilliant movie it looks like the whole thing was made for like two or three thousand dollars and it's like this really cheap slasher movie but the turkey is like just this really vulgar little puppet and the the, the comedy takes some weird bizarre surreal turns in the movie so i kick-started thanks killing 2 at one point because i was so impressed by the movie really i gave them some money and then thanks killing 2 never came out however thanks killing 3 came out because it was the movie that was said to be so good it jumped a sequel and went straight to part really? 3 and it is the most bizarre weird acid trip movie i've ever seen i couldn't finish it even though i paid for it i was like <laughs> yeah. i got like halfway through it and i was like okay i i, I think i'm done here but uh, yeah a really brilliant movie and it's unfortunate we don't have more thanksgiving movies out there that we'll never get that eli roth thanksgiving slasher movie that we were promised in the uh, grindhouse movie oh yeah, yeah 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 but that's going to be tomorrow today is wednesday the day before thanksgiving which is what drunksgiving i think oh yeah that's when everybody goes home to their high school town and decides to go out and party before thanksgiving that's every day for me oh, that's every day for me too but uh yeah that's that's uh that's what today is and before we celebrate drunksgiving we have to go ahead and get on the breakdown of minute number 27 of jurassic park you ready let's do it all right let's do it in the previous minute, we saw the continuation of the Mr. DNA segment of the Jurassic Park tour. We ended the minute on a shot of a geneticist looking at a 3D rendered model of a DNA strand. At minute number 27, we open on a shot of a geneticist in virtual reality gear. The voiceover states that he is looking at a 3D model of a DNA strand in order to visualize where the gaps lie in the DNA strand. At 27.03, we cut back to another fully animated sequence where we see a frog sitting against a purple background. Mr. DNA states that the Jurassic Park scientists use the complete DNA of a frog to fill in holes and complete the code. Mr. DNA is then seen filling in a space in a DNA strand with the letters G-A-T-C. At 2713, we cut to an animated egg. Mr. DNA says that now we can make a baby dinosaur. Rockabye Baby plays in the background. The egg cracks open and a brachiosaur with Mr. DNA's head bursts forth. The dinosaur begins marching away. John Hammond can be heard saying, This score is only temporary. Hammond goes on to say that it has a very dramatic music with a march or something. That hasn't been written yet. Hammond then produces a remote control from his pocket and says, And of course the tour moves on. Hammond clicks the remote and the restraints lower. At 2730, we cut to a shot of the Jurassic Park Genetics Lab where scientists are working. 
we can see the tour group in the background watching what is going on. At 2737, we cut back to a shot inside the theater section where the tour group is watching the scientists work. On the window of the lab, the words hatchery, genetics, and fertilization can be seen in the glass. Mr. DNA's voice can be heard saying, Well, look here, those hard-working cowpokes you see behind us. Ellie and Grant are busy trying to see the geneticists at work. At 2741, we cut to a shot of Hammond and Gennaro watching what is going on. Gennaro tells Hammond that this is all overwhelming. He then asks, are these characters autoerotica? Hammond tells him that they have no animatronics and that these people he sees are the real miracle workers of Jurassic Park. At 2754, we cut to a shot of a scientist laying a large egg down. Mr. DNA can be heard describing it as an unfertilized emu or ostrich egg. At 2758, as the ride passes past the lab, Grant asks, how do you interrupt cellular mitosis? And thus ends minute number 27 of Jurassic Park. So yeah, in this minute, we get to see a little bit more of them watching the genetic stuff going on. Now, we talked a lot about that yesterday. I don't know if we really want to go over it again because there's a lot of ground to cover. Unless you've got some cool notes on stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't really, other than, uh, you know, I noticed that this this kind of like theater presentation ride that they have reminded me a lot of the Carousel of Progress at Walt Disney World, which was uh, Walt Disney originally debuted that at the, I think, uh, 1964 World's Fair, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of a theater in the round that would go through this family that's kind of advancing technologically through the ages and you'd see them in different seasons and each season was a different technological breakthrough. Yeah. So, the, the way the uh, attraction operates is definitely like the exact same thing. Yeah. You're, you're in the, you know, seating thing that like, li- like you're saying literally moves around different right. sets. It's, it's a, it's a carousel. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at one section going on while the next group is filing in and sitting down behind you. That's right. I think there was a little bit of journey into imagination worth away too. So, but in this, it's really cool how they show it in this movie, right? So they mm-hmm. start off at the, the projection room where they're seeing Mr. DNA and everything. And then they move in and they actually get to see the scientists making the magic happen there in the flesh, which see, is really cool. And we've talked about this in a previous episode, but, uh, this also really calls, um, the, Disney attraction called The Land to Mind, where you go through sections where you see live scientists actually like farming corn and things like that. Uh, So it really brought that to mind. Here's my question. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it, none of these things are created on Isla Nublar. They're all on Site B, site B Isla Sorna. So are these right. actors? Is this part of the show? Well, I would think there's probably a little bit. I mean, I guess when this was written, the Isla Sorna idea hadn't really well, been. Well, yeah, but let's think in terms of the fact that. Okay, so yeah. in the real Jurassic Park canon, right. So that's, I've, that's, that's a really good question. It's one of those things where you don't want to see the sausage being made, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of the pretty version of what's going on, and probably the real science behind everything on a very smaller scale, a very controlled scale, is going on there that people are seeing. So while there might be a factory floor over on Isla right. Sorno where people are you know, putting together this, like, you know, hundreds of eggs at a time, over here in Isla Nublar, we get to see maybe like five dinosaurs. You know, and, and it's, I've heard it put like that before. This is the show floor. Right. To yeah. Use yeah. the Sorna's, you know, um, factory. Uh, if you were to like, okay, so let's take the sh- the show floor analogy. Um, if you go to like a really nice, I don't know, car dealership or something like that, there are parts of a dealership where they are actually fabricating, you know, parts of engines and things like that. So they right, can just yeah. have them on site. Sure. I can see this as being kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we do see the uh, the Velociraptor being born out of the egg. So we, we if you were paying that much money to go on vacation there, you'd want to see the pretty version of it. You, yeah. And that's why kind of why Jurassic, I'm sorry, the Lost World really didn't interest me at all. Because even though it was an island where it was just kind of like chaos and, you know, the the dinosaurs were roaming free, it was not as interesting to me as like the ones that were had taken over an amusement park. Mm-hmm. I always wanted Jurassic Park 2 to go back to the island 
to have dinosaurs there. And like we said uh, in a previous episode, almost be like, you know, the Scooby-Doo going through the broken yeah. down amusement park to get to have to, to survive and get from one side of the island to the other. So uh, because of that little factor, the Lost World didn't really appeal to me as much as Jurassic Park. Yeah. Did. And I think that we've got, you know, a little bit of... Uh, that in Jurassic World, where they went back to the visitor yeah. center, and, and we we got to see the start of the car that had been sitting there for thirty five years or whatever, no yeah. problem. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably the closest look we're going to get. I got really probably, excited yeah. when that happened in the movie. I was like, oh, cool, they're going to go back and you know have to drive through the old Raptor paddock and all that stuff. But now, you know, maybe there's a side of the island they haven't gone to because the dinosaurs just completely roam free there or something. But we didn't get that. But yeah, that's a very interesting question, one I had never really thought of. That that is the show floor, like we've heard. And they don't want people to see that. They don't want them to see maybe the fact that uh, the dinosaurs have to be herded in ways that would offend our Western sensibilities. You know, shock prods and things like uh-huh. that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good question. Well, with that said, uh, we also get Gennaro's really funny joke here about uh, the autoerotic. Yeah. Um, when he means animatronic right. or whatever, which uh, I remember thinking was hilarious and uh, still still always gets a laugh out of me. And let's see, what's another note that I've got here is that I never noticed you can see Dr. Wu in some of these wide shots walking around. Like I did notice that as yeah, well. I had never yeah. seen that before. Yeah, he was kind of walking around there. So, um, and in an upcoming minute, I definitely want to get into more of uh, his character and B.D. Wong's casting in the film because it's a, it's a really cool character. So they probably had a pretty long walk once they jumped out of those seats. The movie kind of makes it look like they just are all of a sudden there in the room. But if you notice, they're facing the door that they come out of and it's on the far side of the room. So they would have to go on to the other side of the room and walk around through the airlock that yeah, lets them back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. noticing that as it was going on. And also, as the minute ends... Uh, and, you know, and, and the next minute is when they get out of the chairs, of course, but there's a little bit of it that we see here. They start to cross over into another room. Did you see that? Um, and it looked a lot like the control room where Nedry and Samuel yeah, Jackson like, and Muldoon were sitting. No, you're right, because the direction that they leave the seating area, yeah. the actual, like... They have to exit behind right. them. Yeah, yeah, they have to exit behind them, and yet we're going to see them coming out from... Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. they probably would have had to have gone through some sort of like back emergency exit yeah, to get people off the ride, and then like they had yeah. to probably take a catwalk over or have to leave the building or something <laughs> like that. So it's a good half hour of them just walking yeah. around, and you know John Hammond having to pull out his uh, ID badge to let them through different doors and things and like that. And you know that, what? So. I would have watched that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Gennaro has a funny line here too, where he says, "This is all so overwhelming, John. He's really done a total 180 since seeing yeah. that brachiosaur out in the in the open, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's, no. he's gone from I'll shut you down, John, yeah. to John. This is awesome. Let, let's start talking." talking about uh, autoerotica, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I actually think his um, his turn in this movie is actually really funny. Uh, Martin Ferrer's performance is really good. Again, this is stuff we've gotten into in, in the past, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. So so many of these characters in this movie could have been so easily just one-sided. Yeah. And Well, they had to speed up his character arc. Because he's not going to be there very yeah, much longer. Exactly. So he has to, has to come to full realization in just a few minutes. And we have to, you know, continue to not like him. And yet... Yeah. That character has never played completely over the top, uh, kind of cartoony. He's, yeah, he's not completely. It, it's reeled in. It's yeah. re, it's reeled in. Yeah, and like all of the stuff that he is saying is, you know, more or less realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, stay in the jeep, don't get out. Right. Uh, every, and and yet, what does he do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. He, I've always I've always liked the character of Gennaro in terms of not like him. He's a bad person, but uh, just like the fact that he wasn't completely overwritten as like a villain or something. Right. And we can say real quick too that uh, this is kind of the end of the Mr. DNA stuff right here, but the Mr. DNA stuff was kind of Dr. Wu's 
character in the book, not the outlandish right. cartoon cowboy DNA strand, but Dr. Wu was there to kind of like dump all the scientific stuff on people. He's a much, much bigger character in the book than he is in the movie. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about him tomorrow on Wu's Giving. That'll be our show tomorrow, our Thanksgiving episode uh, with Dr. Wu. So that's right. But, uh, yeah, you got anything else for this minute? No, that's it for me. Yeah, same here. I think the all the scientific stuff was really kind of dumped in the previous minute, although I will state real quick, at the beginning of this minute, we do see the virtual reality helmet that we were talking about in yesterday's episode. Episode, yeah. which is not a virtual reality helmet at all. It's a safety piece for like a welder or something like that, Jesus. which I'm sure was just, you know, maybe something the special effects team had laying around, but, uh, Hey, it works for me. Yeah. It's, it it's cool looking. That's about all I, <laughs> all yeah. I care about. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again tomorrow with minute number 28. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic park minute is a fan supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at Patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash